You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, and I am recording not from my typical location in Central Florida, but I am actually in Indianapolis, Indiana. I am on the road recording from my hotel room. I am actually here in town attending the Gospel Coalition Conference uh, this week. And so if you are not familiar with Gospel Coalition, I encourage you to check it out. Great resource. They've got a, a, a conference that happens uh, every, every few years. And then uh, they've got a great website with uh, blogs and books and resources. I we'll encourage you to check that out. So brought my portable microphone. This is not the my full setup, so apologize that the quality is not as good as my typical setup. Uh, this is my, my mobile microphone. Uh, but figured I'd spend some time here while I'm in the hotel room going through uh, the queue of emails that I still have a, a huge backlog of that I'm trying to get through. I want to answer all of your questions, so keep them coming, and I'm going to keep working through them. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to tackle a topic that no doubt is going to be considered uh, relatively controversial. You probably already saw it by the, the headline, and I want to come right out very clearly and, and not kind of uh, you know mince any words. I want to make it very clear that my position uh, on this particular topic, the death penalty, is different than where most Christians uh, would fall. Um, and so this is inspired by an email I got from a regular listener, a guy by the name of Chris. I've corresponded with Chris by email, and uh, he's got a few questions in the queue. And so I want to answer this. This is Chris's email. He says this, Hey, Kenny, I'm sure by the subject line you can already probably guess uh, where this is going. The subject of his email was uh, was death penalty. Um, I think a good episode for your podcast would be over the death penalty. Uh, what got me thinking about this was your episode on euthanasia and how you hit on how much God loves life. Personally, I oppose a death penalty in just about every case. The main reason is I don't believe that humans should be able to have the ability to end other humans' life in an execution. I also believe that humans do make mistakes and we could potentially end the life of an innocent person. The state I live in, Nebraska, just recently voted to reestablish death penalty. The state I'm from, Oklahoma, uh, just voted to allow death penalty by other means other than lethal injection. From a political standpoint, I normally agree with the stereotypes from these states. This is not one of them. I guess the question I would like answered is, what does God think of the death penalty? Man, this is a great, great email. Uh, Chris, I really appreciate it. Chris actually has a, he, he wrote some additional questions that I'll, in this email that I'll address in uh, in a future episode. But I want to just tackle the idea of the death penalty. Um, much the way Chris has outlined, uh, I typically have a perspective that is in line with, as as Chris put it, the stereotypes of these, of these states. I guess I'm assuming Chris is making the point that uh, typically, people from Oklahoma and Nebraska tend to be politically more conservative, more likely to be in favor of the death penalty. I think Chris is making the point that typically he is in line with the conservative political perspectives of people from those states, uh, but in this case, he he maybe has a different perspective. Uh, Chris and I are in very similar situations. Um, I am a little bit unorthodox in this area. If you don't know what the word uh, orthodox means, I actually just covered it two episodes ago. Episode 208, I talked about what it means to be orthodox. To be orthodox is Simply means that you uh, you embrace what has been the typical traditional perspective that is embraced by by other believers or other people of faith. 
Um, most Christians, most people of faith throughout the centuries uh, have embraced or have been a, a bit, have given allowance for uh, for the death penalty. Um, and so this is an area where I am unorthodox, where I do not embrace the position that has typically been uh, embraced by Christians throughout the centuries. Um, I do tend to be very conservative, both theologically and politically. Those are two different things, being a theological conservative and a political conservative. Don't always go hand in hand. Um, many times they do, but not always. Um, I do tend to be a conservative, both theologically and politically. Um, but in this particular regard, in this particular area, um, I think I, I don't fall in line with most of my conservative friends. Um, Chris, in his email, made a made a mention of a, an episode I did, episode 195. I did an episode about euthanasia or mercy killings. It's the idea of killing someone who is maybe uh, terminally ill or elderly or sick, someone who basically wants to die. Um, and, and I basically believe that biblically, we as Christians, uh, as we embrace a biblical worldview, we ought to stand against euthanasia because I believe it, it is contrary to the culture of life that God would want us to promote. I believe that God loves life. God values human life. Humans are created in the image of God. We reflect God. And therefore, I believe human life is extremely valuable. There's a sanctity to human life that we ought to acknowledge, that we ought to celebrate, and that we ought to fight fiercely to protect. Um, that's why uh, we stand against abortion. We believe abortion uh, ends human life and therefore promotes a culture of death. I talked about this back in, uh, but early when I first started the podcast, one of the first topics I, I tackled, episode nine and episode 10, I talked about abortion. And, and I'm sure I've talked about similar things throughout the course of the the, the sequence of history, you know, or, or over the course of different episodes, I've mentioned the idea of a culture of life that we as believers ought to fight to protect a culture of life. Um, and so I I believe that we ought to fight to, to preserve human life, even if the human themselves have, have, have relinquished the right to be uh, alive. Um, I, you know, some people will say the death penalty is wrong because it's wrong to kill people or people don't deserve to die. I don't, I wouldn't say that. I think it's plausible for a human being to, to do something that's so heinous that is so wrong, that's so unjust, that they that they give up the right to life, that they that it would be right for them to die. Um, I believe that there are moments where it is just for someone to die. I'm going to cover that in a future episode. It has to do with the, the second part of Chris's email that I, I didn't read in this episode. Um, I do think there are moments where it's appropriate for someone to die. Um, I'm just not sure that we ought to be executing people. I'm not sure that someone committing a crime in our contemporary context is that moment. And I know some of you are thinking, Kenny, you're crazy. I mean, what are you talking about? Uh, so what I've done is I've reached out to some of my friends who are really conservative friends of mine that I know will disagree with me, and I've asked them to come on the show. So at some point in the future, I'll have someone on the show who will come on who will disagree with me. Maybe they'll set me straight tell, and tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I'm going to give you the reasons why I myself do not endorse the death penalty. Uh, I am not advocating that Christians should be against the death penalty. I'm simply saying what I believe and why I myself am not pro-death penalty, and you can feel free to reject my thoughts uh, if you like. Um, number one, I think our society 
tries to sometimes use, whether this be Christians or just people who are familiar with the Bible, sometimes we try to use the Old Testament law to uh, to defend the idea of the death penalty because the Old Testament does prescribe the death penalty for certain crimes. Um, and I'm not disagreeing with the Old Testament. And I believe that God inspired the Old Testament for a very particular reason. Um, but the Old Testament law is not designed for a secular society like ours um, that is that is. Uh, that is cross uh, religious or you know cross faith. The the Old Testament law was designed for a sectarian or religious government, specifically with the with the Jewish God, the one true God, uh, in mind. If the nation was going to be be a nation that collectively follows God, then then following the Old Testament law, the civic laws that were in place makes perfect sense. It was designed for. Now, most of the principles upon which our nation is founded are indeed Judeo-Christian values. There is no doubt that much of the United States and, and our modern uh, society is based on values and principles that we get from the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament. But we don't necessarily take specific laws from the Old Testament or the New Testament. Now, there is a group of Christians out there, a segment of Christianity called Theonomus. I talked about this back in episode 151. They would say that we should take laws from the Old Testament, but I would disagree with them. I am not a Theonomist. I don't think there's any quality biblical reason why someone should embrace Theonomy, in my opinion. I explained that back in episode 151. Uh, so this idea that we're going to pick and choose portions of the Old Testament to apply to our contemporary context while we're not we're not applying others is to me is inconsistent. The Old Testament law was was designed to to work together intact in a particular culture in a particular context. We are not in that context, we're not in that culture, and we're not taking the whole package. We're just taking little bits and pieces, and that in my mind is incredibly inconsistent. It's an inconsistent way to try to apply the Old Testament to our modern society. So I, I stand against that idea. I don't think that's a good enough reason to employ the death penalty or to say that uh, God is in favor of the death penalty. Um, the second reason a lot of conservatives will typically promote the death penalty is uh, quoting from Romans 13, uh, which, which the Apostle Paul is talking about the idea that God allows governments to have the sword as a way of bringing justice. And, and he, this is a metaphor. Um, God establishes governments. God allows governments to come into power as a way of bringing law and order. If, it was just, if there was no government, the, uh, the, the world would be anarchy and chaos and crazy. That's not what God wants. God wants justice. God loves justice. So he allows and he sovereignly creates and providentially brings to pass governments and nations um, so that government can, can bring law and order and justice. So there, there won't be anarchy and chaos. So that people will be held accountable for things that they do wrong. There is a reason why God has allowed governments to have power over over people and God has even allowed uh, governments to have the power to execute. God has allowed it. God hasn't stepped in and stopped that. Um, but there's lots of things that God. There's lots of things that God has not stepped in and stopped. Doesn't mean he's pro. Like the idea that God has providentially orchestrated this and allowed this to be true doesn't mean that God's okay with it. There's lots of things that God providentially orchestrates or that God does or God allows that's not necessarily in line with the ideal. 
right? So God is allowing governments to come come to be, and he's allowing governments to function the way that they function. And then I think he's calling his church to say, you, the church, you rise up and you promote the ideals. The government's not necessarily going to promote ideals. And God may allow governments to have power. It doesn't mean that governments are going to do the right thing. Like God allowed Nazi Germany to come to power. They didn't do the right thing. Just because God allows something doesn't make it right. They killed 12 million people, including 6 million Jews. Like Lots of governments have been wicked and bad. And they all have been established by God. Romans 13 tells us just because God has sovereignly orchestrated something or has allowed a particular government to be established or allowed a particular leader to come to power doesn't necessarily mean that everything that government does is right or that God endorses. Quite the opposite. God allows the government to come into place. They do stupid or bad or wicked things. And it is we Christians, the church, that are to rise up collectively and to protest what the government is doing wrong and to challenge the government to do that which is right. It is our responsibility as Christians to to protest the government or be involved in government and hold the government accountable to bring them to be a, to a place where the government is more righteous and more in line with a biblical or divine ideal. Just because God has allowed it doesn't make it right. Just because God even orchestrated it doesn't necessarily mean he endorses it. I think that's a, a weak argument. So so number one, I don't think the Old Testament law applies to us in that way. So picking one or two laws out feels inconsistent. Number two, Romans 13 does not fight or, or in my opinion, promote the idea of, of a death penalty. Um, number three, I would say um, life in prison would give someone the opportunity to repent. I don't want to execute someone because I want them to be in prison where there's chaplains and maybe there's Bibles or sermons. If you're someone out there that's like, no, I want them to die and go to hell, well, listen, you deserve to die and go to hell too. All of us deserve to die and go to hell. That is the clear, one of the clear messages of the New Testament. You read through the book of Romans and you read through multiple passages of scripture, it is very clear. All of us deserve to die a wicked death and burn in hell forever. But even though we deserve it, I don't want anyone to do that. I want all of us to live as long as possible to give us an opportunity to repent. So I would prefer not to execute people, even though they may deserve it, to give them an opportunity to repent. I want to demonstrate some forms of mercy. Now, for, for purposes of justice, we need to keep people in prison because, again, there would be anarchy. There would be chaos. We have to hold people accountable. God likes when humans are held accountable for their bad choices, for their crimes, for their sins. God is in favor of that. But just because someone does something heinous doesn't necessarily mean we have to execute them. That may not necessarily be the best way to hold them accountable. I think life in prison, in a maximum security prison, with, with no chance of parole, and, and, and maybe an opportunity for some rehabilitation, you know, through whether it be through counseling or through religious ministry that goes on in prison, there would be an opportunity for that person to repent of their sin and be rescued and so that they could spend eternity with God forgiven of their sins, just like you and I seek to be forgiven of our sins. I think, I think, ex, I think the death penalty promotes uh, cutting someone's life short that I think could potentially rob them of the opportunity of repentance. Uh, number four, um, the other reason, one of the reasons, just practical, that I don't like the death penalty is that I think there's a chance we could execute an innocent man. Listen, if we were, if I was 100% sure that we would never execute an innocent man, maybe you could convince me. Maybe I'd be open to that. Um, this does happen extremely rarely, 
But it does happen. There have been guys on death row or serving life sentences that have been exonerated. It, it, since 1973, 122 death row inmates in the United States have been freed because they were exonerated after the fact. 122 times someone was on death row, slated to be executed, and then evidence later came about and they were exonerated. Well, what if we had executed one of those guys? Well, then justice is not being done. It's an injustice to imprison these, these, these death row inmates and then execute them. And I don't think God loves injustice. In fact, quite the opposite. I am confident that God hates injustice. And so the, if there's even a chance of one, it makes me extremely nervous. And I know that lots of my conservative friends are just you're cringing right now listening to me this. I know. I just, I feel uncomfortable with the idea that we might potentially execute an innocent person. It makes me, it bothers me significantly. Uh, number five, there have been some recent studies that have come out that have shown that it's actually cheaper to house someone in prison forever than to have them on death row because of the way we do, because of the way our system, with all of the appeals process, all the court costs, attorney's fees, that all the litigation that happens, it's actually more expensive than just putting someone in prison. It's actually cheaper. So there's an economic and fiscal reason to just say life in prison, no chance of parole, maximum security prison with limited privileges, limited freedom. I believe that is is a fair, uh, just punishment that is actually cheaper for the federal government. And as a fiscal conservative, I'm all for anything that's going to be cheaper. I'm all about uh, cutting the budget in, in every way across the board. And if this cuts the budget, then I think that that's another reason that could be helpful. And then the last reason I say this, I started the episode off with saying this, but I'll say this again. I just want to promote a culture of life, all life, whether that's an unborn baby, whether that's someone I love who hasn't committed any crimes, whether that's someone who is sick that, that people want to euthanize, whether that's a, a rapist and murderer that is on death row, regardless of who it is, all of us are disgustingly wicked. All of us deserve hell. That, that's, that's besides the point. I want every human to have the opportunity to repent, to hear the gospel. That's my desire. And I want to celebrate a culture of life. I want to promote a culture of life. And I want Christians to stand up and say, all life is that all human life is sacred and valuable. We acknowledge that. We celebrate that. We honor God for that. And we fiercely defend all human life, no matter what human life that is and that we don't step in and kill someone or take a human life unless there's absolutely no uh, no other viable option i will talk in future episodes about self-defense and i think self-defense is the one area where where there, there does seem to be a biblical reason to kill in self-defense and protecting yourself or your family i'll cover that in a future episode but overall we as Christians ought to be fighting to cultivate and promote a culture of life. And friends, with all due respect to my conservative brethren, whom I usually agree with, in this area, I, I, I have to part ways. I don't think promotion of the death penalty promotes a culture of life. I think it does the exact opposite. Now listen, I know there's plenty of you out there listening to this saying, Kenny, you're absolutely wrong. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email, tweet at me either way. If you think I'm totally crazy and totally wrong and I've gone off the deep end, Kenny's a super liberal, whatever you want to say, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email or tweet at me. The best email address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. 
That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com or on Twitter at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, if you have a topic or a question you want me to address on a future episode of the podcast, you can also shoot me an email or tweet at me at that same email address or that same Twitter handle. Hey, if you've been loving the podcast and it's been helpful to you, can you do me a huge favor? Head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Those reviews are a big, big help to the show because they help more people find the show. So head on over, leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.